it it knows I'm here. Okay. That's oh, no. good. Microphone is Yeti. That's good. That's the one it's supposed to be. Ah. A, for, a beast in the woods. I can't pretend you. to be happy to be here twice. <laughs> That's too many times. We recorded an intro and then realized we are on the wrong microphone. What do so, we even talk about? Here we are. Your family, Assassin's Creed, Hot Egyptians. Yep. Gilmore Girls. Well, I'm still going to talk about Gilmore Girls because I have to. Mm. That was my intro for this to make sense. Oh, for the topic. Yeah. For the topic. Um... So Haley has not seen Gilmore Girls. She saw the set. Welcome to Hysterical (laughs) History. I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. This is a broad perspective. Take two. (laughs) Take duh. Part duh. Part duh. (laughs) The weirdest reference. Um, Welcome. So Haley, you Mm. haven't seen Gilmore Girls. (laughs) No. I've been on the set. It's October every day. Uh-huh. Everyone's excited about the coffee shop. There's a coffee shop there with windows. Luke's. And it's empty. Luke's diner. No one is really there. Mm-hmm. They're all fake people. <laughs> Actors, if you will. <laughs> Actors. The liars. Pretending to be people. But in their small town of Stars Hollow. Uh, that's what it's called? Yes. Terrible. In the, in like... Sounds like a rehab facility for actors. <laughs> it's on like it's in like Pennsylvania or something. I can't remember what uh, state it's in. Maybe it's in Massachusetts. It's very New Englandy. It is. Yeah. Uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, but they have a town eccentric, Kirk, Kirk Cobain, who does weird. Like he has a pet pig, and oh. when he gets a girlfriend, everybody's very surprised. But then they meet <laughs> her, and they're like, okay, yeah. yeah. And they're all very happy for him. He lives with his mom. He's, like, 35 or 40. He drives, like, a little cart where he, like, carts people around town. Like a shopping cart? No, no, no. Like You um, were nodding so enthusiastically. (laughs) I thought you were going to say what I wanted you to say. Like Like a golf um, cart. No. No? Um, That one was... What are they called? Um, like uh, Like a... Mini Cooper? No, pedicab. No. It's like a bike, and then people sit in the back, and you ride it, and you drive people around town. But their oh. town's small enough that it's really easy for him, sure. even though he's not, like, muscular or uh-huh. anything. <laughs> he yeah. can get people where they need to go. Oh, my gosh. So there are people in Seattle with those? Yeah. Uh, Power legs. At, at the bottom of the hill? And I'm like, how? I think they don't go up the hills. But where else would they go? Laterally. No. Boring. <laughs> Which I would pay for, because sometimes it's busy down there by the right. pier, and they would just run people over. Mm-hmm. Like, can I pay you money just to run and some of them are dressed like superheroes. They are dressed as superheroes so you can watch, like, Batman's tight butt moving in front of you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, my parents listen to this now, right? <laughs> uh, so they know. They're like, uh-huh. So they know. Uh, anyway, but he's like the town eccentric, right, Kirk? But he's very lovable because their town is boring mm-hmm. and there's not a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to England. In the so, he, so he becomes cute. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, same goes for uh, Northern England in 1738, yeah. and Jimmy Hurst. Jimmy. Whose first name is James, but he goes by Jimmy everyone, when he gets older. Everyone gets a little nickname when they're somewhere on the rock. Right. Oh, and so he lives in Northern England um, in a sleepy little village, obviously I copied this, mm-hmm. um, called Rawcliffe. Okay. And, uh... Good. Good setting name. Right. I mm-hmm. agree. Um, I just want to say the only thing I know about Northern England, which is one time I was watching the Olympics. I think it was Vancouver, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and so they had a bobsled team from England, two men, uh, and one of them was from London. Oh. And he spoke, and it was normal, and I could understand him. Normal. And then the other guy was from northern England mm. and I was like sure that he was speaking English incomprehensible but I couldn't understand him at all and it was when I was at my parents house and I could like pause because I recorded it <laughs> uh-huh. and so I like paused and rewound and like listened very intently because I really was like I know he's speaking English I should be able to understand him <laughs> what are you trying to say to me <sighs> and I could like sort of understand him after I re-listened like three times yeah but, yeah, that's about it. I just know I can't understand them. 
And it's, despite the fact that England's not very big, it's very far away as far as, like, being removed from general, like, southern England, English culture. Right. That's not how language works. It doesn't care about physical distance. Right. Well, and even just, like, culture in general. It's like, it doesn't really matter. It's just weird because in America, it's huge. And there's lots of uh, dialects, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know if that's the right word to use, I guess. Accents. But... We're also really far away from each other. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. And then England is small and has, like, the same number of accents. And it's like, (sighs) it's weird. Anyway. Yeah. So his family are farmers, go figure, in northern England in the 1700s. What? That's so bizarre. That's so weird. And that's why, that's got to be why he's so weird. (laughs) That's not weird at all. It's very normal. It's very normal. (laughs) Um, And as he grew up. They saw that he was really smart, right? Which, these are farmers in northern England, so I don't know what really smart actually means specifically. But to, uh, compared to the people around him, he's yeah. very smart. Very smart. He he's has, the smartest kid in town. He asks questions. Yes. That no one else asks. So, when you're the father of a smart boy, when you're a farmer, uh-huh. and he's like late in the line of children, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, what do you do with him, Haley, in the 1700s? Beat him with a stick. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> you save up your money, and you send him to be a clergyman <laughs> to school. Uh, or that. Oh, I my mean, gosh. There's two types of parenting, you Alexis. Don't beat him. <laughs> Jimmy's dad did not beat you him. You gotta beat it out of him. He saved up, and he sent him to smart boy school. <laughs> Until he stops asking questions. Because clergymen are the smartest people around. Uh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like university, but for poor people. Right. And for, you know, like, sixth sons. Exactly. Who, wh- uh, that you have money to send. Yeah. And who are smart. Yeah, like, it's not probably quite as drastic when you're, I assume, peasantry. Yeah. Um, but it helps to get him out of the line of succession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it so much matters yeah. farming. They don't care. Yeah, but... It's true. Son, I'm going to beat you or you're going to be a clergyman. I uh, guess send me to uh, smart boy school, his Dad. dad seemed very nice, <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> I feel bad bagging on him. Um, so he gets to school. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this God, is a school. God school. God school. God school. And this is um, a school for clergymen, like a, sem- a seminary, basically. But, of course, these are all young men all together being schooled by clergymen. I wonder what happens, generally. You know, the sort of things that happened at uh, all boys' schools. Mm-hmm. Um, antics. Antics is a great word. Or pranks. Uh, pranked ya. Prank, yeah. Ah, prank, yeah. Pranks for days. That's a god prank. (laughs) So, Jimmy's real into pranks. I bet. That's probably how he gets his nickname, Jimmy. It's like when you have really smart dogs. Yep. um, You gotta keep them occupied. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. they'll start finding ways to entertain themselves. Right. And it gets scary what border collies can do when they get bored. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. They start plotting murders. <laughs> Let alone human boys. <laughs> right. Human boys. Who are already, uh, you know... Prone. A bit much, as far yeah. as, like, what their antics are, just generally. They're, like, I'm gonna yeah. climb this tree. They just have no, like, thoughts for their own safety or for the safety of anyone else. Yeah. What happens? Let's find out. Um. So they pull out of pranks. Mm-hmm. He, uh, one time, I guess, he sneaks in to their pastor's room, and he pops the lenses out of his glasses and uh-huh. takes them with him, uh-huh. and then the pastor finds out and he gets pissed, right? Because now he can't read. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's such a weird prank, because it's like... <laughs> well, he, like, goes to put on his glasses, and it's the same. <laughs> like, you know immediately, as someone who wears glasses, you know if something's not there. Well, I guess it's, like, reading glasses. Oh. So he, like, puts him down, right, and, like, goes to bed or something. They sneak into his office, pop him out, and then the next time he puts him on to, like, read a sermon or whatever, he can't oh, say no. it. <laughs> it's just hilarious. God. Oh, no. Um, uh, prank, yeah. There's just one bo- one voice in the choir of boys. It's a prank, yeah. Prank, yeah. It's like, is that that boy that keeps meowing during Jimmy. the choir? Jimmy! Meow! Um. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy, I know it's you! He also liked writing a so that belonged to the schoolmaster around campus. Uh, 
uh, sow? Sow, sorry. Uh, Female pig. Yeah. Yes. Well, sow. how else is a boy supposed to get around right. in, the, in the lawn of God? <laughs> do you want to know how he how he got her? What do you mean? How he how he wrangled her with his charm, I assume. Uh, so he uses a tie uh, that he puts in a piece of twine, uh-huh. and then he puts a ring around her snout, which he says is her bridle. Yeah. And uh, a oh, nail in oh, his shoe. Oh, northerners. As his spur. <laughs> northerners. Which I was okay with this until he said nail in his shoe, and I was like, oh, oh pig. I'm oh, sorry. Your bride is upset. <laughs> but, uh, it says, like most of her sex, the old Zoe was very wayward and obstinate. This is a quote. Yeah, it's uh, misogyny. Yes. Yep. Women are pigs. That's a joke. <laughs> And all women are... Obstinate. Obstinate and wayward. They all need uh, nails in the side to get them to move. And bridles. Um, so he fell off a lot, obviously. That's what you get, um, Jimmy. But uh, it says that he did succeed in breaking her. Nope. Breaking her in. So. Wow, so she... Uh, interesting. His valiant steed. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she just uh, submits to it. She's like, this is too much effort. I'm just Whatever. staring into the distance, imagining this. Um, he also apparently got her to leap over a stick about a foot high. Aww. So he's getting her to jump. He's doing, um, he's doing dressage with and her. With his pig. <laughs> with his schoolmaster's pig. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, Good boy. And it says, practicing novel equestrian feet one night after school hours. Um, so he's doing the jumps. When, um, who should come into the yard but the principal himself, bringing a horse whip with him. Oh. Um, which he gave Jimmy two or three strokes on the shoulders before oh. the young gentleman was aware of his presence. <laughs> he needed three before he was aware he was there. Yep. Uh-huh. Um. Understand. He says he tried to jo- dodge, putting the so between himself and his, um, attacker. Um, but it was a no-go, says the article I read. <laughs> It was a no-go. As Jimmy said himself, uh, so he was obliged to run for it. Yeah. And he received a few more strokes before he could get out of the parson's reach. Oh, man. Um, For this, he was confined all the next day. He was only given bread and water. um, But it says he was in no wise deterred from mounting his swinish charge in future whenever he had an opportunity. That was the... The pastor dude's the best day of his life. Going to whip that kid. He's like, I caught him. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I got him. I got him this time. So, um, he gets kicked out of school. What? <laughs> for pranks. <laughs> for pranks. <laughs> he got he kicked out of. Knock it off. <laughs> kicked out of God's school for pranks. For pranks. His pranks were too, too choice. Too choice. Too fresh. So he gets sent home. Oh, no. But he's still a boy. Uh-huh. And his parents are like, well, hmm. Should have seen that coming. What do we do with him now? What do we do? And so what do they do, Haley? Beat him with a stick. No. Send him into politics. No. Um, that's like a really small town. They don't really have politics. Well, I know. That's, the, that's why you have to send him away to do it. That's, uh, the, that's the big plus of that. It's like, send him away gotcha. to do politics. No, no, no. Um, uh, they make him into a poet. No. Um, he gets an apprenticeship uh, with a tanner. So close. So, like, you know, like, there's, that's one step up from being a farmer. It's like, farmers have to do, a, like, a lot of work for, like, not always the best What's what's the term? Reward, I guess. Um, but tanners, it's like you have a skill, it, and people need your skill. Is this the same town? Um, I, th- I it think it's close be. close by. Because no one in that town would be like, "Yeah, I'll apprentice Jimmy." I think it's close by. Probably. I don't know if it's the same town. They had to go. They had to outsource, <laughs> like to the next town, right? Someone well, and, and it sounds like his farming like community is kind of in the middle of nowhere, so he probably has to get near like a bigger town in order to even have a tanner. Um, but they find one who says, "Like, sure, I'll take Jemmy." Um, and it was here that Jemmy met his first love, the tanner's daughter. Oh no! Of course, I have to read this exactly oh, for no. you. They courted for a while, no. then became engaged, and then tragedy struck. What happened? Was it the sow? <laughs> no. 
The love of Jemmy Hurst's life died of smallpox after falling into a flooding river. Oh, well, that happens. That's a weird way to get smallpox, though. It, it is. I don't know. I was like, That's wait, a, did she drown? I'm like, I was confused. Was it's it like, a, she died of smallpox while she was drowning. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Uh, hmm. Um, but it says, after the tragedy, Jemmy was never the same. Uh-oh. This is where his eccentricity Uh-oh. kicks into high gear. So he's already, like, kind of weird riding uh-huh. his cell around, whatever, and now he's going to be a real weirdo. Now now the, the age of dark pranks. Because he's lost the love of his life. Yeah. So, like, what do you even do now? Um, get a whole bunch of pigs. <laughs> so we're going to fast forward now yeah. to when he's an adult. <laughs> we don't have a lot of information about the in-between. There's a time skip here. There's a little time jump. Mm-hmm. So that shot is him crying, dead, engagement, lover, Tanner's daughter. And then next shot is like ten years later. I can only assume he made some kind of eccentric bat cave. <laughs> kind of. Um, like trained himself with prank ninjas. So the description of him in this new, the, the, this next shot is, he was an eccentric bloke who wore a red coat with blue sleeves, yeah. harlequin breeches, mm. a glossy waistcoat made of drake's feathers. I'm assuming those are birds. That's uh, a duck. Oh, male, okay. Male ducks are drakes. There you go. And a lambskin hat, a full three yards in circumference. Three yards. Nine feet. That's too many feet for a hat. I agree. Where he put his skills to evil use. (laughs) (laughs) He made evil. He made evil. (laughs) He turned ducks into a coat. Um, And apparently this is, I don't know if this was his regular outfit. I don't think so. (laughs) Is this his day to day or his Um, fancy attire? It says he turned up to the Doncaster races wearing the nine foot hat and the waistcoat of duck feathers. Well, that makes more sense. Like big hats are what you wear to races. Right. I I don't know if necessarily in this time that's true. But um, he set the standard for the Kentucky Derby. For the Kentucky Derby, and I really want to go to the Kentucky Derby just because I want to wear a really fancy hat and like one of their like oldish, like really long, pretty dresses. Is it, do they do that at the Kentucky Derby? Is Kentucky Derby not quite fancy enough? No, that? I think they do it at the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Not like everybody. I don't think most people do it, but like some yeah. people do. You have to be in the fancy boxes. You have to be up high where you can look down on the mm-hmm. people. Yep. Um. His most frequent companions, so like who he hangs out with, his his Robin, if you will, are a fox mm-hmm. and an otter. Yep, that sounds right. Um, and he also had a pet bear mm. named Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> so Nic- you're gonna like this because a lot of the weirdness is specifically about animals. <laughs> Nicholas Bear. Nicholas Bear. Mm. It's such a like proper name. <laughs> Nicholas, come Nicholas. Except you um, wouldn't say that because he's not uh, not a southerner. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Nicholas uh, is pretty hard to train. Well, he's a freaking bear. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's hardcore. He can't be trained. Which uh, which results, it says, in at least one uh, injury <laughs> to the eccentric farmer. But it doesn't kill him. So, uh, uh, I like I'm still labeling him as a farmer. He is. Is he still farming? He is. In his coat? He's and his animal. <laughs> he, he actually like gets a job. I think it says. I think it's in my notes later. He gets a job as like, um, what's what's the right word? Milner. No, he's he's not like he has a farm. Um, but like I think most of his job is kind of being like a surveyor. Mm-hmm. Um, but not of land, like of goods. I, I can't think of what the word is. Um, but basically, he like helps decide what's worth what. Um, and he's very good at it. Huh. Like like how much. They're gonna get for like this load sure. of like goods. How when they sell it, mm-hmm. um, he's really good at figuring out how much it's gonna be by looking at the products. I think, and so he makes like a butt ton of money from this because people are like paying him to look at it, and then I think probably giving him more money when they get the profit back. Right? Like they're like, oh well, you were right, and here, like if if I'm right, he probably gets a chunk of it, and if he's wrong, then they probably just like don't. Give him anything. That sounds like a scam. I think that's what he does. But it's a scam. I job. mean, apparently they all like him enough to do it, though. But anyway, um, he's also unsuccessful um, about. Uh, he tried to train um, an otter to fish for him. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but they don't want to give you the fish. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem. You can't, can't get them to give up the fish. So. But the problem is they don't want to give you the fish. Mm-hmm. They're really good at getting the but fish. He can, but he, like, <laughs> teaches them enough to command them to go fish, and they do it. They know what yeah. he means. Uh-huh. So. Um, That's adorable. He, he also tries to train a litter of pigs to be foxhounds. Um, I mean, I see the logic there. Sure, yeah. They don't have a lot of dogs, probably, mm-hmm. in this area. Yeah. Um, they have very good noses. He can't get them to stop grunting. Um, Why is that a problem? Made them spectac- or spectacularly ineffective, it says, when trying to sneak up on foxes. That's not what they do. That's not what foxhounds do. That's why they're always barking. <laughs> so you true. can follow them. That's true. What? How do I know more about foxhounding <laughs> than this person? I don't know. But what? apparently Jebby was disappointed. He thought they were going to sneak up on the foxes, and then he could just, like, grab them. No. <laughs> no. What are you doing, Jemmy? So he, he buys a bull. A bull? A bull. Uh-huh. That he names Jupiter. Mm. Um, and after he builds a little... Or he builds a little carriage ah. uh, out of wicker work, it says. Wicker work. Wicker work. Wicker work. Wicker work. Um, that contained a complete wine cellar and a double bed. He's like the millennial to be. <laughs> yeah. He's the dream. And he makes a mechanical odometer that every time he goes what? a mile, it dings. Bing! Like it rings a little bell. What? I don't know. Why? Just so he knows. Just. I, Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> Avant. Avast. Um. And so he used the bull, uh-huh, like a horse, to hitch up to the wagon to take him places. They have because it's heavy horses. Yeah, but he likes he likes Jupiter. He likes training he, animals to do things that they don't normally do. Also, horses don't have that uh, myth, mythological wordplay uh, pun in it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, he'd go on long rides with him, and it says when he grew bored of that, he took him on fox hunts. His bull. Did he ride Jupiter, or yes. he built a saddle for That's him? Amazing! And he trained him to ride. <laughs> <laughs> and every picture you'll see, there's like one picture of him, you know, like painting, I should say. Yeah. And and it's the only one. And you always will see him on Jupiter on a saddle, jumping over a fence. Oh my! He upgraded. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Other people have their horses. He's got a bull. That's He's riding so cool. to go on fox hunts. What? It's amazing. If you were a fox, you would pee yourself. Um. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it says while he's training him, it gives you a little bit of background. It says he he kept his seat with courage deep imbued in him <laughs> that like this is gonna work out, of course. Um, until the bull rushes into a thick hedge. Oh no! Which the rider intended Jupiter to clear, and Jupiter intended to break down. Yeah, <laughs> there was a mix of communications. It says neither result happened. No. However, um, <laughs> the concussion sent the bull reeling backwards. Uh, and Jemmy flying off the bull's head uh, and into an adjoining field. Just, like, into the neighbor's field <laughs> is like what that. I imagine. Ah, and I'm just, like, looking at like, oh, Jemmy. There's Jemmy. At it again. Um, no serious damage was done to either of them? No. It's just and a few minutes afterward, Jemmy hopped back on and started drilling him again. He's a, He's got the soul of a scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says he, he was compelled to acknowledge the dictates of a superior will and learn <laughs> his first lesson of obeisance. Yep. Um, basically, that means this bull is going to know who's in charge, and it's me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to do what I say. Me. In case those words were too big for some people. <laughs> they were slightly, they are almost too big for me to read, so don't feel bad. Uh, he So, yeah, he makes a saddle and a bridle, specifically designed for the bull's head. Um... And he rides him in the surrounding towns. He trains him to jump fences. He takes him on the, the fox hunts. It's amazing. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> uh, if I didn't know this man existed. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm walking along my little street Yep. in northern England. Yep. And a man appears... <laughs> 
riding a a giant bull with a saddle with a saddle and a bridle, and the man is wearing a, a nine foot hat. A, a nine foot hat made of lambskin, made of lambskin, red coat, with blue sleeves, and a feathery waistcoat. Mm-hmm. I would think he was a wizard, <laughs> probably. It sounds like some Hell's Moving Castle nonsense. Right. Who is this? What world is well, this Well, and it'd be so from? weird because, like, say you're in, like, in from out of town trading or something, and you've never been here before, and then you just see him, like, ride into town and, like, tie up his bull with the horses and then go into the pub. <laughs> like, it's no big deal. And then you're like, what the hell's up with that guy? Like, to somebody near you, and they're like, oh, that's just Jemmy. That's just Jemmy. That's how he is. This is why Southerners think you're weird. Yep. Northerners. <laughs> this is why. This is... I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but this is a big one. Yes. Um, he spends years trying to create the world's first land boat. Like a car? What makes it a boat? Uh, it uses wind and sails to get mm. around. Land boat. A land... So it does have, it does have wheels, uh-huh. but it's using the wind to move. He is a millennial. He's using re- renewable sources. Yeah. Wind energy. Wind energy. He just hasn't really figured out how to harness it. Yeah. But he's um, trying. He's he figured does, out how yeah. to harness everything else. But he fixes sails to his wickerwork carriage, which is his um, wine cellar and bed mm-hmm. that he can just drink and sleep in if he needs to, <laughs> wherever he goes. With all of his important amenities. <laughs> um, and according to a 19th century scholar who apparently wrote a book about him because she, or he, I'm assuming she, is quoted multiple times um, in different articles I read, uh, Sabine Baring Gould, I guess Sabine could be a man's name. Um, but I've only ever heard it as a woman's name. Um, he was successful with his land boat, but I'll, um, yeah, there's, there's a, I'll tell you the story real quick. So. What on earth? He, so he gets it all, he sails all up, right, and he figures it out, and he's heading into town, and it says there was a fair wind behind him, so he's heading in at a dashing speed. At a fair wind. Really fast. Rattling along at a clip. I just imagine him, like, going downhill and like, yeah. There's right. lots of bumps. Yeah, and, but he's doing it. And he's like grinning because he's so proud that it's working. How does he steer? Um, I think I think he has like a like a wheel, like it's a boat. Um, but I don't know. It says when he reaches the town, um, everyone turns out or turned around and sees the wonderful ship sailing on dry land, and they're like, "Oh, Jimmy, <laughs> it's a wizard." Um, but when he reaches the first cross street. A puff of wind caught him sideways, <laughs> upset his carriage, and flung him through the window of a draper's shop. That's why he wears seatbelts. Smashing several panes of glass. Oh. The world wasn't ready for the land boat. <laughs> so apparently the crowd, uh-huh. the people around, immediately all go to help right the carriage, like to push it back over. They get Jemmy out. Uh, he pays for the damage to the shop. Because he's rich. Yeah. Um, he pays for the damage. And um, they take him to the nearest tavern where he buys everybody some ale. That is so uh, English. I, I can't stand it. I know. <laughs> Let's go drink. Yay! Yay! Uh, and it says, of course, everybody's excited about that. You know, they're, yeah. first of all, they're excited because that was cool. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they're like, oh, we got to help Jemmy. He's our, you know, he's, he's the gem of our town. Yeah, he's our Jemmy. <laughs> yep. And then he's like, I'll buy everybody some alcohol. And they're like, yes. 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 We love this guy. He's great. He's the best. Um, And uh, apparently it says, which uh, exhibited itself in prolonged cheers. um, Oh, yeah. To Jimmy's great delight. Oh, my God. For he was one of the most conceited of men. (laughs) (laughs) Can't imagine that being true. But he seems cool. Like, I still like him. I'm like, you can still be conceited, and I'll still like you. Napoleon's one of the most conceited men in the history yeah. of time. I love him. You love him. So, I'm into Jemmy. Yeah. Um, so, the cops, though, aren't happy about this whole situation. Oh, no. And they tell him he's not allowed to sail through the streets anymore. The thing about real ships is that there's nothing in the ocean to break. Yep. Except for you. Except for you. And, you know, then just avoid the rocks. Yeah. Um, and icebergs. Icebergs and krakens. Yes. And, and the uh, and the French. Bermuda Triangle. Yep. Also that. <laughs> and Russian warboats that think you're Japanese. Yep. Anyway, 
Um, but so, yeah, he's not allowed to stay on the streets anymore. They're not okay with that. But the crowd get themselves together. They get the carriage. I'm assuming kind of, like, back up a little hill. Right. right that he probably came down. And uh, it says they dragged him halfway home. Or they would have dragged him halfway home had not a favorable wind sprung oh, up. Oh, that's so beautiful. And he gets to sail back home. <laughs> Um, ah, and it says yay. he was blown out of sight of the crowd with expedition. He reached home without any further mishap. That's so beautiful. I know, right? So he's like, at least it worked. This is so, so small town England he gets, somehow. <laughs> he gets to it's have so the best, like, Jack, I'm flying moment all by himself in the I'm, front. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, Chandler coming through the door uh, when they have the little little boat, car, whatever right. that is. It's always well, they're, the they're on the they're on the uh, the dog. Yep, it's the dog. That's true. The greyhound statue. Yes. Yeah, but it's on the wheels, and he comes comes in. Me. Yes, it's the most beautiful thing. <laughs> He's so happy. It's me, Jemmy. Anyway, my land um, boat. So it says. So he possesses obviously um, the talent. It's, uh, it says for making his supreme strangeness seem endearing instead of merely obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a fine line to ride. The the line is that you buy people beer afterwards. That's true, and it doesn't like really hurt anybody. Right. what you're doing. No one died. You got a little scuffed up, but you stood up again and then bought everyone around. Right, and you don't. You're not like look how cool I was. Like because obviously it says he's conceited, but it sounds more like they're cheering and he's like, yeah, baby, yeah, me. Instead of him being like, look how cool I was, announcing <laughs> to everyone, right? Because that's what's obnoxious. It says, but sometimes he struck the wrong balance. Yeah, um, there's an incident where he has a dinner party. And he is showing off his unsurprisingly bizarre choice of home furnishings to his guests. Oh, no. <laughs> so immediately, um, over Lord Warncliffe's head, was suspended a pair of horse blinkers. What? Um, I don't know what horse blinkers are. What? All I can think of is blinders. Yes. But, like... That makes sense. I don't know why they're called blinkers. But in my head, I was thinking, like, a horse head, but there are lights inside. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't have electricity. Yeah. That's can't, that can't be right. No, no, no. I think no. they're blinders. Yeah. It might have been a mistype, too, but I'm not really sure. Maybe they call it something different. Maybe they call them something different. Do you wear these? Asked <laughs> Mr. Sadler, uh-huh. who was present. Sir, no, sir, I do not. I keep them for donkeys of a particular make who stand on their hind legs and ask impertinent questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, if I can translate, he says, uh, you're no, an, they're for you because you're, you're an ass. You're an a-hole. Yeah. Um, it's you. You fell into the word pun. And he said, what do you mean? What do you, um, what do you think? Asked the young man, reddening. Is that intended as a personal remark? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you insulting me? <laughs> Am I the donkey? Uh, draw your own inferences, answered Jimmy, knocking the ashes out of his pipe. <laughs> um, you, you deserve that. If you, a lord, are inviting a farmer into your house. No, no, no. They're coming over to his house. Oh, they're mis- Jimmy's house. Oh, mistake. Right. What are and you? And he's like, oh, don't you wear those? Oh, no, weirdos. Oh, I brought you weirdos. And he's like, no, it is for you. No, they're yours. Jerk face. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, hey, was that, were you insulting me? Hey, peerage. Um, but Mr. Sadler feels so insulted oh, yeah. that he demands satisfaction, which uh, is one of my favorite terms, though. I know you're making the face because you're thinking of dirty things. Yeah. But I love it because I know that it <laughs> means dual time. That's what satisfaction means. And after some brief, brief consideration, Hearst accepts, and they name Lord Warncliffe as, or he names Lord Warncliffe as a second. And then Jimmy. <gasps> Nicholas. The bear. The bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to release Nicholas. That would be amazing. Uh, that'd be so mean. <laughs> no, because. He's not trained. Uh, they would pee themselves. That's true. A bear. A bear? <laughs> so, but Jemmy and Lord Warncliffe then excuse themselves from the room, but not before his lordship advises another person of the party to get Mr. Sadler as drunk as possible. Just every time his glass is empty, fill it right up. Fill it. 
immediately. Yep. If he complains, just be like, no, no, we need to finish the bottle. Yeah, let's up your dose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, don't you need a little drink? That was pretty messed up. And then he's like, mm, down mm, in it. Yes, I I'm do. Sure, I'm sure. Mm, get me another brandy. <laughs> so Lord Warncliffe and Jimmy, they sneak away. Um, and then they dress up a dummy in the closet in Jimmy's clothes. I mean, from a distance, all you see is the hat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mr. Sadler was then told that they were all ready, and he returned into the room rather worse for the liquor he had drunk, <laughs> is what it says, uh-huh. which is a great quote. Yes. Um, so he's got his pistol. His liquored up body. He's, he's got a lot of liquor in him. And there's the dummy on the other side who he can't tell is not a person because yeah. he's real drunk. Super. Man, like, I can't imagine <laughs> how drunk <laughs> you need to be. Yeah, right. It's very drunk. So he, he finds his pistol, <laughs> um, signals given, Sadler fires, and Jimmy, who's like secretly nearby, um, he pulls a string and the dummy falls over. <laughs> um, ah. But Mr. Sadler immediately feels very upset that he has killed him. His opponent, yeah. and he runs over to the oh, corpse. Duh. What else would you do? You do that anyway. He's like, "Oh no!" But he's but he's really upset. He's like, "No, I didn't mean to kill him." No, oh no, I killed <laughs> this him. This is why. <laughs> oh, I all, I, all I did was call me an ass. I shouldn't have killed him. <laughs> then I murdered him. Uh, everyone's gonna hate me in town. He's mur- everyone's favorite. Mur- His bear's gonna murder me. <laughs> Nicholas Barrington will hunt me down. Jimmy's just gonna spear me through the chest. What do I do? <laughs> And so he runs over to make sure he's dead. Um, and then he discovers that it's, his victim has been made of wood all along. <gasps> the wizard turned himself into wood. And everyone bursts into laughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. It says Hearst then emerges from his hiding place. They made a uh, friend. He apologizes to Sadler, and the pair parted as friends, but not before partying into the wee hours of the morning. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh no. Way to just like take all of the like anger and right. badness out of the situation. I mean, especially just made a joke. Be like, "Sorry, dude. Sorry, but, dude. Like it was, it was dumb. We shouldn't have fought over that." And he's um, like, "Yeah, it's great that you killed me, though." <laughs> right. I'm glad I put the dummy up there because apparently you were going to kill me. You would have murdered me. But it's cool that we're friends. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship can't survive bullets <laughs> because if you're made of wood. Because they are good friends. <laughs> oh, so he he more of his inventions now. He builds a special windmill intended to thresh corn. Cool. Um, it doesn't work. Too bad. For the intended purpose. Yeah. But he uses it to cut straw and chop turnips. So, hmm. does something. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we talked about his wicker work carriage already. Yeah. Which took him a year to do. And... Uh, During which the village was quiet. Yes. They're like, where is Jemmy? What is Jemmy up to? He keeps being gone. So I only have this note... From one of my sources, mm-hmm. which always makes me wary yeah. of believing it. Because a lot of the sources were, like, vague, and then I had one that was, like, more specific and had quotes from Sabine's book, um, which mm-hmm. was very useful, and I appreciate it, because I couldn't find the book. Um, right. Well, not online, at least, anywhere. So I was like, come on, Google Books, help me out. No. But this one was in, like, kind of a weird website that I was like, eh, you're really old and your lettering's weird. I don't know if I trust you. This is on Angel Fire. Yeah. I don't trust uh, this. Uh, maybe not. But um, it's old. it's funny enough that I want to mention, yeah. and I hope it's true. Uh, it says, A bogus set of banknotes were issued by him, which were engraved and printed in Hull, which I'm assuming is a town, in the form of a five-pound note of the day. Mm, counterfeiting. Um, but were only worth two and a half dollars. I don't know what that means. Or two and a half D. But I don't know British money. Two and a half D. Don't. Uh, <laughs> some of these banknotes apparently still exist um, cool. with the villagers of that town today. Sure. Uh, and they get passed down from previous generations. Aw, cute. Yeah. So I hope that's true because it's adorable yeah. and hilarious. Um, this was given to me by the wizard Jemmy. <laughs> and I tried to pay for something with it and I couldn't. And I couldn't because <laughs> it was fake. The ATM rejected it. <laughs> but here you go. View is seventeen ninety seven, and the ATM would not work. Right. Um, it says he. Oh, he, so he has a habit. It says of inviting old and poor people over for tea. Oh. Um, in order to do so, he like has a horn that he blows. Yes, he, he assembles the poor people, <laughs> the old people, via horn. 
They're like, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's my tea time. time. It's, it's my time. Jamie's calling. Um, and he serves his tea from his favorite coffin. Like he's a freaking vampire. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? He has a favorite coffin, and that's where he puts all his tea and fixings. He has a favorite coffin? Favorite. Yeah, he has multiple. He's, so he's more than one, but one of them is his tea time coffin. Yes. His, his favorite one. His I have guests coffin. Remember his weird furnishings? One of them is a coffin. That's so cool. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, no. Uh, so later... Alex Alexis, my soulmate's dead. <laughs> I know. By a lot. By a lot. Uh, so later in life, he marries his housekeeper. Okay. Which is, you know, not... It's, like, mildly scandalous, uh, but you're in, like, a small town and whatever. His Sophie. He married a Sophie. Yeah. Aww. Um... And for their um, reception, you know, for, for their marriage, he insists on wearing a toga. Mm-hmm. And um, for reasons no one knows, um, the entire ceremony was to be conducted in sign language. Because uh, why not? That sounds very uh, on brand. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Who was his ring bearer? Because <laughs> you want to meet <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> I don't think they had one. No. He's, he's really not into religion at all. Um, I feel like kind of clearly from his wedding. Um, so I feel like it was a very like civil ceremony as you could get, and I doubt they yeah. had rings or anything. He didn't have a best man. It doesn't. It doesn't talk about any of that. No. No appearance by Lord Barrington. The third. <laughs> Lord Nicholas Barrington. <laughs> Lord, old old Nick. Oh, you old thing. So Jimmy is such a weirdo. Yeah. That. His stories, stories about him being weird, get all the way down to London. Wow, they say there's a wizard up north. He's got a, um, he rides around in a magic carriage drawn by a giant bull. Yeah, they have stories of his land boat, of uh, his fox hunting bull, and it's all like in newspapers even. Right. This is a big deal, and people think it's hilarious and awesome. Mm-hmm. And he becomes so famous that King George III decides that he has to meet him. Oh, wow. And invites him to court. What? Yeah. What? The king. You're <laughs> such a weirdo. What? That the king invites this weird farmer man to court I in mean, London. The mad king, but uh, still. You, you still did it. What happened? Um, it says, uh, <laughs> I'll read you. I have the letter he sends back. Okay. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. He says, uh, so one, one of... Uh, George's lords obviously sends the letter. He doesn't send it himself. Yeah. And he... He doesn't know how to write. <laughs> Adorable. He doesn't know how to read. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> need to. He has are people you, for are that. Are you kidding? He has people for that. Also, as Americans, I feel like it's our job to... Trash on King George. To trash on King George III. Yeah. He's, he's the one that we said, oh, hell no, you're crazy and we hate you. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Even though your songs are some of my favorite in uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. But it's because we hate him. That's They're very good. They're very good. I mean, all of Hamilton's very good. It's very yes. good. Yeah. So the letter is, um, My lord, I have received thy letter stating his majesty's wish to see me. What does his majesty wish to see me for? I'm not related to him, and I owe him nothing that I know of, so I can't conceive what he wants with me. Oh, no. I suspect thou hast been telling him what queer clothes I wear and such like. <laughs> Well, that may tell his majesty that I am very busy just now training an otter to fish. <laughs> he will not give me the fish, but I'll ask him to bring it. But I'll contrive to come in the course of a month or so, as I should like to see London. <laughs> I am respectfully, James Hurst. Uh, so not like, oh, it would be an honor to meet the king. It's like, I guess seeing London would be cool. I don't really know why you want to see me. I guess just because people think I'm weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm busy right now. Maybe in a couple months. Bye. Maybe later. I'm busy. Yeah, you say to the king. I'm busy. The king's like, hey, I want to meet you. And you're like, ugh, I'm like really busy with these otters, though. I have things to do. You don't get it. Like, I'm in like, two months, they'll forget everything I taught right. them. It's a very tricky balance. There. They still won't give me the fish. They won't. They never want to give you the fish. <sighs> They're so cute, but they won't give you the fish. They won't give it to you. So it says, eventually, after several more summons... They're like, please come to court. Please. So the king is begging you please to come. Come to court. Um, it says he gave in and he arrived dressed in patchwork breeches, mm-hmm. red and white striped stockings. Oh, no. A coat made of otter pelts. Oh, Ooh. no. Yeah. Oh, they didn't learn. <laughs> they didn't learn, did they? <laughs> 
Oh, I got morbid, but hilarious. Yeah. And yellow boots. Yellow boots. Red and white striped socks with yellow boots. Yeah. And otter pelt. Mm-hmm. Check it. Um, otter, otter pelt. The Duke of Devonshire mm-hmm. is yeah. said to have collapsed in laughter. So yeah. the whole, whole of court is laughing, but yeah. he, like, falls to the ground laughing. Uh-huh. Hurst, it says, naturally, yeah. assumed the Duke was having, or he was suffering a hysterical fit. He was. And so he immediately threw a glass of water in his face. <laughs> <laughs> You saw, yeah, a glass of water in the face. Oh, he's hysterical. Throw water on him. Get him back up. I, I just love that the first thing he does when he arrives is throw water in someone's face. Who gave him water? Uh, I don't know. He had it on him. True question. Probably. <laughs> or he, like, they gave him a glass and then be like, Mah! and then he's like, <laughs> maybe give you some water. Yes. Pachow. <laughs> Pachow. Right in your face because you're being hysterical. History. Ah. I'm I'm title drop double sad because one of the I decided to focus on the topic I'm gonna do. Uh huh. But the one I was really excited to do was an eccentric um, Scotsman. Oh. I'm like. I mean, you can still do it. I can still do it. I'm not as ready though. I mean, just you know, take a day or two, man. Just wing it. Just wing it. No. No. Just you'll find out. Just save it. You'll find out. Just save it. Which is too bad because if you're listening, that's going to be like. At least half a month from now. Eh. It's so sad. You can move him around. No. When the king arrives, uh, Hurst sees no reason to give him special treatment. No. Just because he's king. Whatever. That's... I understand. Um, as he pointed out to Lord Beaumont, who I believe is the one who sent him the letters, I didn't seek the king's acquaintance. He sought mine. Yeah. What does he want? Yeah. Make him impress me. I know the king (laughs) of your country. (laughs) It's like, eh, eh. Um, he does not bow. No. When the king comes in, but mm-hmm. instead he holds out a hand to shake. Uh, here you go. Which is, I want to say, not allowed. Like, if you're not allowed to touch royalty. No. Unless you are royalty. Do they even, like, speak to you? Generally, you, I think you're supposed to bow and then they can, like, tell you to get up. Right. You have to, like, bow three times on the but way I to think, the throne But I, I think you're supposed to wait, actually, until they speak to you before you speak to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says he doesn't bow. He holds out his hand to shake and compliments the sovereign on being a plain-looking fellow. That's true. He's not great. But apparently... But so not only does he not bow, he touches him, mm-hmm. um, and then he speaks first, too. And yep. he's like, oh, you're a plain-looking fellow. Yeah. That's nice. Like, he thought he was going to be, like, super-duper fancy man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you look pretty normal. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you look down to earth, maybe? Maybe. Nah, no. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Um, and he invites him to his Yorkshire home for brandy. He, I mean, wouldn't take it, but he probably needed it. Probably. Um, it says George Third was, by all accounts, greatly entertained <laughs> well, by her good. eccentricity. And after a long chat about his inventions, he sent him away with a carriage fully stocked with wine from the royal cellars. Aww. He, he probably, made, he must have brought his wicker work. He made a friend of the king. I know. That's very difficult. Um, Jimmy also invites him to Rockcliffe for tea, but he politely declines. The king does. You know, maybe the king was not too bad all along, but... No, he's evil. But, uh... <laughs> it's just that we're always Americans when we deal yep. with him, and he just hates us. It's true. We should have we should have worn the pelts I mean, of our friends. he didn't go to tea with him in Rockcliffe, which I think is pretty rude. That's pretty rude. Especially if he wanted to see all his cool inventions. He's like, nah, hearing about them is fine. Having to go to Northern England is gross. It's super gross. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, uh... I, this this is the quote I have about Hurst in religion. Mm. So it says, when a local noblewoman asked him about the state of his soul, which is just, I almost want to do that now and be like, what is the state of your soul mm. to people? Um, just because it's such a weird question. Medium rare. <laughs> medium rare. Mm. Gotta get you to a solid medium, Haley. <laughs> no, that means that you turn up the fire. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so you want me to go to hell? No. Yeah. Just to like the hell place. Just feel a little worse about things. Gotta burn, make it burn. (laughs) Um, Too crisp. It says uh, he offered this reply. I don't see what provisions I can make for. I once heard a parson say that we could take nothing with us when we die. So I think the best plan would be to do the best we can for the body while we are here, and let the soul, if we have one, look but for itself in the next shop we go to. My boy. Mm Hmm. My boy. So, unfortunately, he died. 
1829, when he was 91. All his magics weren't enough to keep him there forever. No, but he was 91. That's so old. Yeah, that's pretty old. Um, I'm amazed he didn't accidentally kill himself long before then. Many times. Yeah. Um, And, of course, he made his own coffin. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't get buried. Well, you can get buried in the tea coffin. That's just not good manners. I mean, it might have been the same coffin. Mm. Um, It's, like, confusing. Um, But it says he made a coffin most curiously contrived with folding doors in which were bull's eyes of glass to peep through and a bell to ring when he wanted anything in the grave. Okay. Yeah. It says the coffin for years was reared up against the wall of his house. So it sounds like it's a different one. Like it's up on the side of his house. Oh, my God. In um, my head, it's like they put him in the coffin and just put it against the wall. No, no, no. And all his male visitors paid a penny for the privilege of standing inside the box. <laughs> uh, um, not the female ones? They say, for womankind, he exacted not a penny, Aww. but a different kind of toll. Uh, uh, a kiss, you will say? No. No. Guess again. Don't. Do you give it up? <laughs> this is literally what's written. <laughs> okay. Well, he exacted a garter. And each garter was tied to his old armchair until one could scarcely see the wood for the garters. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. It's very weird. Yeah. Oh, so he so he dies, and in his will, of course he has a will, yeah. he insists the remaining money he has be used to provide for 12 maidens, um, they, it differs whether they're old or young, to carry his coffin to the grave. He wants women to carry him. Of course. Uh, accompanied by bagpipes and a fiddle. Yeah. Unfortunately, only two actual maidens were available in the surrounding area. <laughs> that seems impossible. And so ten widows were hired to fill in the rest, That's, which I think he would have been fine with. Yeah. And it said the raucous music he intended was forbidden by the priest who was there. Because he wanted it to be loud and ridiculous because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't care for religion. Yeah. Um, but the priest's like, no. No. Um, who insisted the bagpipe alone should play and the piper only play sacred music. What? You the you, the music's too loud, but you keep the bagpipes. Yeah, what? Northern England. That's why I'm like, why are you out? Right. Why? It's right next to. Scotland. Why do you have a problem with it? Why is the fiddle the thing that's too much? <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, at his funeral, he he wanted the tune to be "Or the Hills and Far Away." Yeah, sure. We don't know the song, but it's very moving. Yeah. Um, like Danny Boy, but no Danny. Hmm. Danny Boy's a great song. Uh, in the end, after his death, he left his accountant a piece of rope. He wrote in his will that it was so the man could go hang himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, I promised I would leave him some... This is what he wrote, I should say. I promised I would leave him something on my death, and I always had a great liking <laughs> to be as good as my word. <laughs> uh-huh. Really didn't like that man. Other... Like, there are some reports, contemporary reports, that he... This was all an act... And he wasn't, like, really into these things. He was pretending to be a weirdo. How do you pretend that hard? I don't know. That's way too hard. That seems... To pretend. Insane to me. He made a pelt out of his friends. But I just wanted to say... and Well, and these are contemporary, which means, like, now people are like, he probably wasn't that weird. No, it's probably a joke. And I'm like, you're stupid. You're stupid. Uh, just be quiet. Yeah. Also, like, I'm going to believe what I want to believe, which is, like, this is much funnier and more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... And I have two other um, interesting tidbits that really didn't fit anywhere else, uh, which were he once apparently jumped the mast of a moored ship. I don't really know what that means. (laughs) It's a thinker. And he strapped a homemade pair of wings to his back and tried to fly one time, apparently. But these I also only found in the one source, which makes me think they're probably not true. Yeah. Um... But they also sound like things he would do. So yeah. I feel they are, uh, they need to be mentioned. Plausible. Plausible. Um, if not confirmable. Yeah. Um, but that's Jemmy. Jemmy, oh my gosh. I'm going to be single till I die. <laughs> He's already been born. Yeah. What a lovely man. What a lovely man. See, I knew as soon as I got into the animal training things, I was like, oh, Haley's going <laughs> to love Jemmy. Well, he likes pranks. And all his best friends are animals. Yeah. That's, like, who I wish I was. Yeah. I do not have enough energy for it, though. (laughs) Way too much effort. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Where did you hear about Jemmy? 
It was on that uh, weird history blog I said I was following. Oh, yeah. Or not blog, I guess. It's a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And they just give you, like, the smallest of tidbits about, like, a person. Um, and so they, like, mentioned him. And then I was like, oh, he sounds cool. And it was literally just like, oh, he tames bowls. And I rides them. And I was like, that's awesome. He tames bowls and rides them. I was like, that's cool. And I saw the picture of him, obviously. Um, and then I did the research. It's like uh, Lee Pace in The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. But instead of a majestic elk, it's a giant steer. Yep. And it's being, uh, behind him is a living pod full of wine. Yes. <laughs> He's living quarters for when he travels. Yep. This is my trailer. I just like that he was like, mm, I could have like multiple horses pull this, or I could just ride my just, bull. Just a giant, better horse. Yeah. Why don't people do this? Why don't people do this? Because the bulls think they can go through hedges. Uh huh. That's why. But you have to train them. He trained them to jump. Yep. So there you go. You just have to commit to it. I love the escalation of like, get a pig to go over the stick, get a bull to go over the hedge. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Well, and I love that like I, that they say you know his uh, eccentricities start when he is like after his. Um, fiance dies, uh-huh. um, which is fair, but clearly before that, unless like the earlier stories are made up, which it doesn't sound like they are, because it sounds like the person <clears throat> was keeping notes about it. Yeah, uh, that they have. Right. That this was kind of always like a passion of his, training animals, and it just <laughs> right. got like kicked into really high gear yeah. after he was just filled with depression and sadness. Yep, there was nothing else to do. I also love that you immediately assumed he was gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I in, in so. history, eccentric is often a synonym. Uh, yeah. For, a euphemism. Yeah, that's will. that's a good word for gay. Think um, uh, Oscar Wilde. Right. But no, everything everything I read about him was like, no, he's straight. Seems pretty straight. He's just weird. He's just a weirdo. Yeah. He's just freaking weird. <laughs> and you're so surprised to be like, oh. Oh, he's straight. Hmm. How interesting. How bizarre. How curious. <laughs> straight men can be weirdos too. <laughs> Look at this straight boy being weird. He's, he's doing quite well at it. Oh, good job. Good for you. Good for you, straight boy. <laughs> Lord Barrington. Well, yeah. That's Jimmy. I wish there was more about him and Nicholas. That would have made me happy. But it it literally just said, like, he tried to train a bear. It hurt him one time. (laughs) (laughs) They probably parted ways, honestly. I feel like you might have just kept him. as like a pet. But then how do you never mention uh, Nicholas again? I'm sure he did, but I just don't know if we have any accounts of him doing anything with him. I know. It sounds like he's probably too afraid, which is fair, because there's some animals that aren't super trainable. If he had gotten him when he was, like, a baby, he could have trained him. Yeah. Like, there's some bears that you see people raising now, and you're like, what the F? But they're, like, <laughs> super uh-huh. adorable. Yeah. Because um, baby bears are very cute. Yeah. Just like like puppies. Yeah. Um, but... And they get old and murder you. Right. It's bad. Um, but so do the nobility. Yep. Lord Barrington's where he belongs. We don't know where that is, but, uh, I uh, mean, now dead. I mean, among the peerage, but, yeah, now he's dead. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for joining us. I hope you learned things about bears and training animals <laughs> and bears. England. England. And Jimmy. And Jimmy. And Jimmy. Who's probably now my favorite Englishman. Yeah. I think who else? Like, what other Englishman I like, though? It's not very many. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, like, like historical ones. Because really? I like lots of current Englishmen. Mm-hmm. Nope, those don't count. Yeah. No. I know. No. Tom Holland doesn't count. No, he doesn't count. No, okay. No. Then I'm gonna go. Then I'm gonna go with Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> Follow up. Yep. Okay. Um, let me see. You can find us on the web. Yes, we are at the interweb. Hystericalhistory.simplecast.fm, which links to our Facebook and our email and all the other things that we do. Um. Yeah. And like iTunes, if you listen on iTunes. Yeah. And it's got all our episodes on there that you can download or listen to on the website. We're on Google Play if you're into that. Yep. And other places where you can listen to podcasts. A lot of Some people are listening to it on VLC. Which is, how do you do that? Joshua was telling me about it, and he thinks that you can, like, put in a web address into VLC and listen. Oh. 
Yeah, which does not make huh. sense to me totally, but, like, Weird. that it, like, kind of downloads it, but you still use the web address? Huh. I don't know. Interesting. But that's what he told me, so. And then I said Windows Media Player, and he was like, they must have downloaded it. I have no idea. <laughs> that's just nonsense. He's like, how does, it, how does it know? I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know. How does it know? How does it have the data? How? How dare you? What kind of weird NSA is Simplecast. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Simplecast. You're we, pretty We good. love you. You're great. Thank you. are pretty great. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. Thanks for joining us. You're cool. And please email us with your suggestions for people. Yeah. And, or just about your feelings and thoughts about just, history. How do you feel? Yeah. Questions? Thoughts? Concerns? How did you find us? How are we doing? How are you doing? How's life going? How's life? How's 2017? Do you have any history questions? Or just life questions? We can answer life questions. We can try. Yeah. We're not licensed for it, but whatever. But almost no one is. If they are licensed for asking, answering questions about life, then don't trust them. I'm sure. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.